tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Friday edition of Justice and Drew. I am Drew. That man over there gurring away is John Justice. Not Drew. What? what? Well, no, I, not at the moment. No, not, not at the moment. We were gurring earlier. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> In there pushing our buttons this morning <laughs> is the lovely, talented, radiant, and very nice-smelling Sam Sansevier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were right. So strange. Right? Yeah, made it creepier. <laughs> <laughs> You you were speaking the truth in that regard. I walked into the room this morning and Drew's like, "You smell nice." And then John's like, "Now that I'm closer, I do. I think so too." <laughs> now that I'm closer to you, I thought so as well. I was like, oh. "I wasn't close enough to smell you." You didn't smell like barn this morning. It Thank- was- <laughs> I never do when I come into work. Yeah, but your studio kind of does. So. It does not. <laughs> Thank goodness we have an HR department for situations like this. <laughs> oh, don't I know you it? You smell like barn? What? What are they going to do? I uh, I love that intro, but I, I am a little upset because on my on the drive in, you know, I'm on shuffle on the on the on the iPod, and the re- regular version of that song popped up, and I was excited to listen to it, but it's forever ruined now because I just I just I just hear our version. When I hear the old, I mean, now, now, now again, I've heard the old version a lot. Yeah, it's the same with the uh, uh, "Keep on Loving You" version. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and aha, uh-huh. not enough for me to go grr. <laughs> so, uh, so Sam, 
Yes. So Drew is uh, he's he's putting together the the prep this morning, mm-hmm. and there's one particular story that we've had like there's like in in our stack of prep, there's usually like two or three stories that just end up never making it to the show. But we kind sure. of keep them there, you know. Like, yeah, it, it's fun to uh, to like early in the week figure out which story is going to show up in the prep every day. <laughs> it's a little game that I we play. never that yeah, we never like, get okay. to. All right, you know, this is a story we got some thoughts on, but it's one of those stories you can kind of push to the side, and it sh- shows up in the prep for a week, and then it disappears. So because of that, uh, those those particular stories are usually ones that I've already done a bunch of notes on. So Drew will end up getting copies of the ones that I've already gone and put notes down on and I've highlighted and all this, right? So Drew's putting <laughs> Drew's putting together the prep and he's stapling and this it was like totally quiet in the room. And out of nowhere, Drew just goes, Did you write Gur? <laughs> <laughs> the note on the top starts with G R R. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> to remind himself that, that he's was, angry. That, that I was sorry. Well, because I don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be when we arrive at that story. So, so I, then you see that and you're like, this I'm, story I, makes me mad. Exactly. <laughs> I got to remember I was frustrated by this particular story. Such a strange man. It was my instinctive reaction. That's what I do. All right, my instinctive reaction down at the top of the page in that particular one when it came to what St. Paul was going to do, how they were going to fund. The soccer stadium, that's the right, that's the story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, yeah. St. Paul moves for 825000 to $1.8 million to clean polluted uh, soccer stadium site. And so I wrote, Gur, they can always find a workaround when they want or need something. Because what they're doing is they're shifting tax dollars. Sure. And and we we've talked about this over and over. It's amazing how when you suggest it for other projects, oh no, we're sorry, that no, money's been dedicated to light rail. Yeah, it's earmarked. Earmarked. You can't use it for something else. But when they really want to use it for something else, they they, they just do <laughs> right. The story reads, uh, to, and that's out of the Pioneer Press, to help pay for environmental cleanup at the site of the MLS Stadium in St. Paul, the city's port authority is turning to a controversial funding source. Cleaning up polluted soils will cost city taxpayers, as John mentioned, eight hundred twenty-five thousand to one point one eight million more than initially hoped. Not that much, that much more than initially hoped. A request item that is sure to trigger discussion among the St. Paul City Council. The funds would come from existing tax increment financing sources. Yeah, you get deeper into the story and you find out that those tax increment funding sources are not attached and are not supposed to be spent on projects like this. So they say it's not new money. It's not added to the budget. It's simply using existing Port Authority TIF money. So that is true. It's money that's already there, but it's not money that's been allocated Mm -hmm. to clean up this particular soccer stadium site. But when they want it, they go and they find it. But you look at other circumstances, especially if, heaven forbid, a Republican were to go and suggest it. And that's like, oh, no, that's that's earmarked. We can't we can't go and do that. So, grr, 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 see, grr. and you know what? Yeah. That was a good excuse to finally do that story. It was. And see, it worked out well. <laughs> that was my plan all along. It was all that was that was that's what I I wrote. Grr. One day, you know, one day this week, Drew will see that and he will. <laughs> He will have a, a reaction to it, and then that'll, that'll prompt us to, our, to, co- to cover our opening. Yeah, to cover yeah. the. Story. It's the delicate genius that is uh, that is John Justice. Is <laughs> it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> delicate genius is an accurate way to describe. It's a true story. My good friend John. <laughs> we think half of that is right. <laughs> the first part. You decide which half. <laughs>
<laughs> it is Friday. That means the Friday roundtable. We're going to talk to uh, Tom Emmer just after 7 o'clock and be joined by comedian Brian Miller, Representative Nick Zorwas. Really looking forward to the roundtable this week. Yeah, and Sam, Sam has been hard at work scouring the Internet. We're going to get to that in a moment. She's also going to be hard at work because you're going to need to chop up the Fish to Vist uh, article. I'm so uh, audio, excited. Audio. That audio. Fish, insane. Fish to Vist. Yeah, we're going to do a story out of St. Petersburg, Florida, this morning where these vegan activists... Saw just a couple people minding right. their own business, just fishing over a bridge, I, and decided that they were going to ruin their day. I had a, uh, I'll tell you just, just, just real quick. So, I, there's a, there's a side story to this. When you sent me, I was waiting for another email yesterday. Okay, I was there was I'm waiting for someone to respond to me about something, and um, I had I went out shopping early in the evening, mm-hmm. and I'm in the parking lot. And I was checking my email, and you emailed over the fish activist story, right? So I brought it up on my phone, but the audio wasn't coming up. Oh. So I watched about three minutes of just the video alone, Wondering. Ha- having no idea <laughs> what this whole thing was about. It's just so like interesting about these guys fishing. There's two dudes fishing, and a you know a fish is flopping on the concrete, right? And I'm like, Wait, what is it? So I'm like, what in the world? So I finally fixed the audio problem. Which was added to, which which brought the like the visual of what I'd already seen to a whole other level. I was like, this guy's a lunatic. The whole family is such a guy. It was amazing. The whole family appeal. Yeah. yeah. So Fishtiv is going to be is going to be yeah, spectacular. Looking but, forward to that. But before we get to that, we are going to bring you Sam's top five things that are floating her boat for a Friday next, right here on Justice and Drew. Citizens News Talk, AM 1130. 103.5 FM. Use the hashtag TCNT on uh, Twitter. You can also call in time, 651-989-5855. Tom Emmer, just after 7 o'clock, right? Yep. That's right. Yep, he's going to check in for his uh, weekly Friday visit. Hey, uh, Trump said what he continues to say about the border wall, and then it made news. I'm kind of annoyed by this, because he didn't say anything. Well, he said one thing new. We'll get, we'll get to that in a moment in Sam's Top 5. But um, according to, uh, to this article, I believe it's out of the Hill. Uh, no, Washington Times. Uh, Trump put the first concrete number on, the, on how many miles of border he wants to fence off, saying anywhere from 700 to 900. That's not really concrete. There's 200 miles discrepancy in there. That's a long way. <laughs> For his border wall, said he wasn't joking when he suggests erecting solar panels to help pay for construction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is all this is similar to what not only he has said, but what many have said about the border wall. Um, although you do get later in the in the story, and it says Trump also agreed with border security experts who say the wall needs to allow visibility through the through to the to the Mexican side as a safety precaution. The president said smugglers will throw heavy sacks of drugs over the fence. Ooh, sacks of drugs. We're back to sex. It's better than sex of beef. Yeah, but a little bit more logical, sex of drugs, right? It would be silly if they were throwing sacks of beef over the wall. Yeah, because that's not a thing. Yeah, sax solos died in the 80s. Nobody I'm just puts, saying. Nobody... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. What's beef in a sack? Just saying. <laughs> Nobody? 
They hit you uh, on the head with 60 pounds of stuff, said Trump. And look, it sounds the way Trump presents these things makes it easy to sort of mock, makes it easy to to think, you know, he's not being serious or make some jokes about. But he's getting this information from right. Border Patrol. Right. I mean, he's just relaying it in his own sort of Trumpish way. Trump has an awkward way of speaking. Yeah. It's just, that's just the bottom line. He, not, but the point is, he's not making this stuff up. No. There. It's like he's getting this information from people that are on the border doing the job. Right, yeah. This is what they are telling him. And they are right. You do get hit in the head with 60 pounds of stuff. I've never been hit in the head with 60 pounds of stuff. Well, have you been on the on the border when somebody's thrown a sack of beef over? Sack of drugs. Oh, well, we, we don't or know. Or beef. <laughs> Who knows? They could be smuggling beef in. Goat. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, but this isn't anything new. This is what they've been saying um, all along. It has made some progress, though. When you get further in the story, Congress did this week take its first steps towards a down payment for the wall, including $1.6 billion to build 60 miles of new barriers in Texas and replace the 14 miles of existing secondary fence in San Diego. $1.6 billion. Yeah, that's a lot. For just 60 miles of barriers and replacing 14 they miles need to, of they, fence. They need to shop around. Crazy. They need to, they need to shop around a bit. The uh, the fence in San Diego, though, is the one that, that everybody kind of points to as the most, it's the double-layered fence. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do the wall, the double-layered fence has seen, it has been the most effective of a deterrent when it comes to those coming into the country illegally. It is that time of the day when we've asked our lovely, talented radio producer, Samantha, to scour the internet and find the top five stories that are floating a herb Boat this morning, nice. who also it smells, smells nice. Lovely this morning. This morning. Yeah. Sam's top five things you need to know for a Friday. Number one. President Donald Trump was captured complimenting the French president's wife no, appearance well, no, no. He did <laughs> yesterday what? Uh, on video as no, he toured a God, famous please, Paris No, slide. no. He complimented her. Complimented her. Was it a hey, How baby. dare he? How you doing? <laughs> the headline on this. Uh, go, go ahead. Read the story a little bit from the uh, from the AP. The headline is what got me, though. From the Associated Press, video footage posted on the French government's official Facebook page showed Trump, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron, and his wives chatting after their tour of uh, Paris museums. As they were saying their goodbyes, Trump turned to, and I might maybe pronouncing this wrong, I'm sorry, but Brigitte Macron and gestured toward her body. He said, you know, you're in such good shape uh, before repeating the observation to her husband. And he added beautiful. Right. So he said, you're in good shape. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. The headline, the first version of the story I saw, the headline was Trump caught on tape complimenting her body. Yeah. I saw the same thing. it sound like all kind of dirty and salacious. Yeah. When you see the video, I mean, it just seems like he's just complimenting her yeah. and to be fair honestly she's in really good shape i know it was yeah. when he, i that's the first wrong. thing no, I, I mean, looked at i mean it's a little it's, it was kind he of like wrong. it was it was kind of unnecessary but you gotta under, i mean you gotta understand too i mean he is a guy who i mean spent his life involved in like the pageant business and i know people can say what they want to say sure. but i mean he is used to kind of making observations like that it doesn't make him a bad guy it could have genuinely been coming from a place of him knowing that it probably is difficult for her to maintain that shape. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. She looks like a woman who works out a lot. Yeah. I mean, in a really in a really good way. She's in fantastic shape. And I don't really see right. anything wrong in what he said. If you actually watch the video. It's because of his history. It's because yeah. of the comments made during the election. Well, he didn't, they didn't grab I mean, her. They're going like, to look for any opportunity to make him out to be 
a sexual predator and he wasn't, or whatever. He wasn't, know? if you watch the video, he wasn't like objectifying her. He wasn't sounding creepy. He was right in front of her husband. He's like, you're in fantastic shape. Plus, it's the French. <laughs> if anybody's going to take I'm, kindly to it, it's just it's VV. She's I'm, right. Yeah. Yeah, she's very hot. The only, the, the only real weird part of the story is the fact that Macron is uh, her, her husband's former high school teacher. Yeah, why is that not That's... <laughs> the weirder part? <laughs> he married his former high, high school, school teacher. teacher. Okay, all right. When do they meet? In high school, I Apparently, assume. presumably in high school. Well, okay, well, let me, I meant more, when did that relationship, yeah, maybe better left unanswered. I don't have the full history. No, I don't, I don't live in, well, again, they're French. Their relationship has drawn international attention because of their significant age difference. It's 20-something years. Um, but feminists and President Macron have denounced that attention as sexist, arguing that nobody would blink an eye if you were the older spouse. As this article points out, their age difference is identical to that of Donald and Melania Trump. Oh, well, there you go. Got a lot in common. There you go. Yeah. Number two. Dayton has named the new chair of the U.S. Bank Stadium Oversight Board. From the Star Tribune, Governor Mark Dayton chose a professional turnaround man to get the U.S. Bank Stadium's oversight panel on firm ethical and governance ground. He also appointed a new board member months after the agency was plagued by controversial use of stadium suites. <laughs> That's just an odd professional turnaround, man. <laughs> I guess it's like his thing. It's like what he does. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my... Apparently, he just flits around from board to board. Is that what it's it is? what it sounds like. Yeah, go ahead. The, the, the next part of the story kind of uh, lays out some of his his background. Right. So Mike Vekic, do you think? Yeah. yeah. Mike Vekic, a CPA and veteran of many boards, commissions, uh, and public agencies, will uh, succeed interim Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority Chairwoman Kathleen Blatz, a former state Supreme Court Chief Justice. Blatz took the interim position, of course, in February after the resignations of Chairwoman Michelle Kalmhelgen and Executive Director Ted Mondale, uh, who, were bo- who both faced backlash for using two, uh, two taxpayer-owned luxury suites to entertain their friends and family. Taxpayer-owned. That's not tax... <laughs> the taaxpayers have any say. <laughs> right, right. Taxpayer-owned. Which taxpayer gets taxpayer to sit the suite this week? for them. They don't own them. But they uh, pay for them. Vekic, a Republican, is the CEO of Vekic Charter, uh, Chartered, a CPA firm specializing specializing in turning around companies beleaguered by uh, bad governance and financial problems. Can he just replace Dayton then? That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around the state. He described the troubles with the former MSFA leaders as unfortunate and praised Dayton's move to bring Blatz in to stabilize the operation. Dayton also appointed Laura Bishop, a politically connected executive at Best Buy, to fill the vacant seat on the board. This guy has led sticky transitions before. Twice he stepped in as interim director of the Minnesota Lottery in the aftermath of trouble. Dayton brought him on in 2016 as did former former Governor uh, Tim Pawlenty in 2004. In 2011, the state GOP turned to him to help investigate the party's finances. He also has sports experience. He was vice chair of the Minnesota Ballpark Authority Board, which oversees Target Field from its inception in 2006 to 2011. Ballpark Authority Executive Director Dan Kenny said this guy works hard and is always well prepared. Yeah, by all accounts, it sounds like you know this probably is a, is a good is a good uh, pick to to chair this board and sort of get it back on track. He does have a background of doing that. It's just I get frustrated at. These all these government boards and commissions and agencies that just people just get appointed on the politically connected executive at Best Buy and this Vekage guy. I mean, 
what's going on in Minnesota government that two times you have to bring in the same guy as the interim director of the Minnesota lottery sure. in the aftermath of trouble? Well, you haven't, you know, we haven't changed the dynamic yet to to having a, a separate entity not appointed by the governor to go and run it. Um, considering how what a mess it was under Mondale and Kelm Helgen and this guy's extensive background, I, I believe that Dayton had enough cover to go and appoint a Republican without having to worry about too much backlash. If it had just been a GOP dude that didn't have this guy's extensive background, yeah. I doubt that many on the left would have gone along with it. But considering the fact that this guy has a history and a, a good history yeah. of making these types of corrections, it actually, you know, broken clocks right twice a day. It looks like Dayton may have actually made a good choice. Number three. A new measles case in Minnesota has extended the threat. From the Star Tribune, they knew we were almost out of this. We're so close. We were so close. We were like days away. I remember talking. We talked about this a couple days ago. Yeah. We were days away from the threat being over, supposedly. So this new measles case in Minnesota was reported uh, just as the recent outbreak seemed to be winding down, and it has state officials on alert because it involved a white adult who had visited public places in Hennepin, Ramsey, and Carver counties while infectious, and had circulated among several people known to be unvaccinated. Uh, this was reported yesterday by mm. the Minnesota Department of Health. This case brings the total for the current measles outbreak to 79. Most of the previous cases involved Somali-American children. The infected person was likely exposed to measles at locations frequented by the last identified case and had not been vaccinated. The agency is monitoring unvaccinated people who had been around the infected inv- individual, and the patient is recovering and has been asked to stay home. I hope so. <laughs> Got to be in the room when... They found out there was another one. (laughs) You know, just like, gosh, darn it. You know, it'd be frustrating. If you're unvaccinated, can you you do us all a favor and like go do that little sticker on your shirt? Yeah. (laughs) I'm unvaccinated. (laughs) Just unvaccinated. Just so we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe abbreviate like unvaccinated that for just so people that are informed know. So, you know, you know, yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to let everybody know so I can stay clear of you. Keep you away from my kids. While the latest infected person is not related to the prior measles patient, the individual lived in the same area and had frequented the same grocery store and other locations. That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The health department's director of infectious diseases, Chris Arisman, uh, declined to identify uh, specific locations where transmission might have occurred because she said that would be misleading. Mm, But might it also be helpful? Maybe. I mean... If you've got, I mean, if, 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 well, if you're confident if in of, the accuracy of your information, right. wouldn't that be? Well, but, there, but that's, there's such an argument to be made both ways because you could also. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Completely shut down a business that has yeah. no risk of get, making you sick. Well, and it, and again, it also depends on specific locations, but they probably don't know which location was the one where they were infected. So rather than, yeah. you know, like you said. Just give you like five businesses yeah. that you should Don't go to any of those touch. places. Yeah, that's and, not fair to those businesses. No. Prior to this, a new case had not been reported in weeks, and state officials hoped that they would reach the 42-day window at which they could declare the outbreak over, and now they have to reset the clock. It's been zero days. <laughs> zero days. Since the last. 
last measles infection. Okay, could you imagine the battle that would ensue among the stores? Like, if there were two competing grocery stores, and they actually did release the names, and you're the one that the guy didn't go to. Hey, he didn't go here. <laughs> Shop with us. See it on their little marquee outside. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly. No measles here. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Oh, Sorry. A West Fargo <laughs> Carnival shut down uh, a booth giving Grr. away bunnies as prizes. Wait, what? Wait, go back up. <laughs> yeah. You got gird over. Boop, boop. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a West Fargo Carnival shut down a booth giving away bunnies as prizes. Why? Bunnies are awesome. Because it's illegal. It is. Is it really? I, I actually didn't know that it was, but I learned from the story well, that it, it is illegal to give away a lot animals as prizes. But where does everybody get a goldfish when they go to like well, carnivals like this? Yeah, but gold, goldfish are. But the gar- goldfish are specifically in the law. Are they really? They are. Because they're expendable. According to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and they're can't... not as cute as bunnies. They don't have fur. Yeah, you're not flushing a bunny yeah, down a toilet. It's still illegal. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> well, you're not. It's so dark. <laughs> I don't want that visual. <laughs> a right. carnival booth giving away live rabbits as prizes was shut down this week at the Red River uh, Valley Fair in West Fargo. Red River Valley Fair apologized after booting the independent contractor's booth on Tuesday, and that was hours after the fair opened. Uh, the fair's Facebook page said, since the discovery, the rabbits have been relocated and are no longer being used as prizes to the public. We did not have knowledge of this giveaway, and we do not condone animals being used as prizes as we hold high standards for all live animals. Except for goldfish. But the law also says goldfish. <laughs> the Red River Valley Fair contracts with Murphy Brothers Exposition based in Tulsa to help stage the fair. The carnival booth giving away rabbits was run by an independent contractor that Murphy Brothers brings to the fair. State law prohibits giving away live animals such as rabbits, goldfish, and hermit crabs as prizes. Weird. Which I didn't know. Yeah. I wonder how many, because when you see like, because I've seen, I don't know, I think everybody's kind of seen those booths with the goldfish and everything, and they have a lot oh, of sure. goldfish. Sure, sure, so, like, sure. How many bunnies did they have? That's a good question. And how did they transport yeah. all of them? And how, how, how old were they? How, how big were they? How stocked up were they for, for this fair? How many how many bunnies were they planning it's like, on? At least, with, at least with goldfish, <clears throat> you can have like a bucket of like a hundred goldfish. Just well, in a bucket. <laughs> what do you do with bunnies? And you don't have a hundred Put them in a bigger bucket. <laughs> and I'm fine. <laughs> like stacked up. I'm kind of fine with the law. The goldfish part of everything's dumb because goldfish is pretty standard for a fair. And you can just put goldfish in a, in a bowl. Those and they fish don't, yeah. activists would not like to hear eh, this. Well, whatever. It's a goldfish. But the rest of the law I'm kind of down with. And having spent you know the first nine years of my career doing rock radio, and Drew, you know this. The, the the individuals, especially when you work for music stations, when you go do a remote and you've got the abundance of prizes on the table, the people that will come by and just try to get anything at all, regardless of what it is, it doesn't matter. There, we have names for them. I won't use them on the air. I can only imagine what it must be. Like, oh, I'll get a bunny. I want sure, a, I'll bunny. Get a bunny. Not even yeah. thinking about, yeah, you should probably take care of that bunny. Yeah. Do some research. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not just, a good I, idea to give I away a bunny. live animals because yeah, people yeah. will just win it and then not be equipped or prepared yeah. to care for it. And Goldfish guess, is the only one. Hermit crabs, I understand, because those are actually tough to, not tough, tough, but you got to, there's some upkeep on those too. Are there? Yeah, we've had a we've had a ton of of, uh, of uh, hermit crabs in our house, and you've there's it's not as easy as just putting them in the terrarium. You've got a whole like a regimen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can bring you the list when the family's gone out of town, and I've had to take care of them. It is long <laughs> and detailed for a hermit crab. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I would assume that this company, because since, it, since it's based in Tulsa, they probably have like whatever laws they have down there probably aren't the same as what laws we have up here. So that's probably where the problem arose. 
Or give it away. Number five. Give it away a goat? Yeah, give it away goats. Caller number nine. No. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> don't call me. I'm not going to yeah, don't call. I'm not giving you my Sam, you have any ghosts to give away? <laughs> well, I have one that likes to headbutt children. Does that count? Okay. Number five. Minnesota, the Minnesota uh, Mental Health Crisis Line has gotten a last-minute rescue. That's good. From the Star Tribune, in a last-minute move, a day before it was set to shut down, the state health department agreed yesterday to provide enough funding, $139,000, to keep the crisis hotline open until late September. Canvas Health, the Oakdale-based nonprofit agency that operates the service, had previously announced the hotline would go dark uh, today, citing financial difficulties and a lack of state funding. The planned closing of Crisis Connection concerns state health officials and mental health advocates because the line is so widely used and remains the only mental health crisis line that serves the entire state. Last year, about 20,000 Minnesotans, including people struggling with severe depression and thoughts of suicide, called the hotline to receive immediate counseling and to be connected with community mental health services. Without the new funds, calls from Minnesota would have been routed to a call center in another state, which would have resulted in longer wait times and reduced access to crisis services in Minnesota. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad some funding was found. I'm glad the Department of Health kicked in a few bucks to keep this thing open. And uh, going forward, knowing that money is tight, I, uh, I would encourage the uh, the people, the, the Canvas Health, the people that are running this this line, to not go not not go forward assuming that state funding would be there or dependent upon state funding, and start getting the word out, you know, and, and soliciting for donations because I'm confident that when people find out, you know, what this thing offers and how important it is and how widely it it is used uh, that they would be able to find the funding through private donations to keep going forward. I disagree. I think all this did was was delay what what was going to happen the next time. I don't think the health department should have stepped up and provided any funding. I'm I'm going to venture a guess that there were organizations ready to step in to fill this need, and all they did was perhaps give Canvas Health this idea that they're going to get bailed out on this, and it just delayed the inevitable. I would have rather have seen it move forward like it was going to from a nonprofit rather than have health department dollars spent on it to keep it open for a, a certain length of time. You just delayed it. It's going to happen anyways. And I'm sure there are other entities out there that were waiting to go and offer assistance. And, you know, I, I just think I just think it was it was best to let it move forward the way it was going to. All you did was delay what was going to happen anyway. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully this uh, this served as a kind of a wake-up call for Canvas Health going forward, and uh, and they'll get a little more aggressive about seeking out private donations. Stellar job, Sam. Another great top five. Uh, Sam will post all these stories up on the Justice and Drew show page later this morning. Go check it out. All the great content on there that we've been putting up lately. There was a story out of uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, this is uh, from the Associated Press. Uh, actually prompted uh, a, a recollection of two uh, 90s uh, sitcoms, one being Seinfeld and the other being, uh, being Friends. A uh, Texas man <laughs> who became trapped inside of an ATM machine, uh, machine. Well, not in the machine. Not in the machine. <laughs> when I read this, I was like, wow. One of those little booths you? that you can go into. Like a lot of the... The vestibule. Yeah, the vestibule. It was an ATM vestibule. vestibule. Yes. A lot <laughs> of banks you. will have the ATM inside a vestibule Friends. that you'll have to use your card to get into. That's the only reason I know that term, Sam. <laughs> I just Sam. saw that episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm trapped in an ATM vestibule with Joe Goodacre. <laughs> There's a Friends reference for everything. <laughs> but Drew pulled out the Seinfeld reference. Yeah, I was story. reminded of, of, of Seinfeld, and it was like, what was this, George Costanza still refusing to give his code to his ATM code? Right. Bos Bosco. <laughs> the contractor became stuck when he was 
changing a lock to a bank, a B of A room that led to the back ATM. According to police, he couldn't let himself out of the room because he didn't have a key card on him and was unable to notify bank employees for help. Apparently, he left the cell phone and the swipe card he needed to get out of the room outside in his truck. Good thing it wasn't his air- last name Sansevier. <laughs> This actually, okay, that's funny that you say that because I was reading this story. What is this guy's job title? What does he do? Uh, It was a contractor. Contractor. So, yeah, if I was like a contractor who worked on ATMs, this would be me. Yeah, this would happen to you like once a week. At least. Minimum. Minimum once a week. Some of the customers appeared to dismiss the notes as a gag. (laughs) So he realized customers were retrieving cash from the machine, so he started passing notes through the ATM (laughs) machine receipt slot. What would you do? That's amazing. What would you do? Why is the machine talking to me? (laughs) Please help. I'm stuck in here, and I didn't have my phone. Please call my boss. (laughs) (laughs) Through the receipt slot on the ATM. Yeah, what would you do? How would you react? Um, I'd freak out and call the police and grab somebody to help. I don't know. I don't. I, I always do the no receipt. So if a receipt suddenly popped out, I'd probably think, oh, it's a mistake without even looking at it and just crumple it up. I would initially think that that camera was recording me and was trying to, it was like a, like oh, a, like like a gag. gag. Yeah, like a gag. But I'd probably do the same thing eventually. Some I, cus- I would take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, one actually did call police who defected, who detected a faint voice coming from inside the oh. ATM. Help. An officer kicked the door to the room and freed the man whose name has not been released. That's too bad. (laughs) It's amazing. All right, coming up. uh, Kid Rock has confirmed a Senate run, saying he is sick and tired of politicians. We'll get to that. And there's also an article out of the uh, New Yorker saying that uh, Kid Rock's Senate run is a terrifying new normal. Oh, no. We'll get to this next on Justice and Drew. Yeah, this is the one that doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Right. Yeah. This is the Sweet Home Alabama. Right. London. And then doesn't yeah. and then doesn't deliver yeah. on when it should deliver, and then it makes me mad. And then I go, "Grr." You have a friend who loved this song, and when I told them, I was like, "No, it's a, it's also a you know straight up like I don't say rip off because I don't think he's doing it intentionally. Sampling, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a straight up uh, a straight up riff of uh, Werewolves of London. And they're like, "No, no, I I hate that song. Don't tell me that." And I'm like. No, but li- it is. Just keep listening. Ow. You can hear yeah. it right there. Yeah. I've never had an issue with that. Welcome back to uh, Twin Cities News Talk. Justice and Drew along with uh, Sam. Nick Zerwas joins us in studio. What's happening? I'm a music snob, but I've never been I've never been one to to not like a different version of a song that I normally hate. Right? That makes sense? Sure. So, like, uh, you guys on Movie Talk, uh, a couple, a couple movie, one of the ones that I that I missed, were talking about the oh, life. Show. Life is a highway. Yeah, life is a highway, okay. and I can't stand the original version, mm-hmm. but I really like the one that was in Cars okay. by whoever did the one that was in Cars. Yeah. So I've never been one like 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 that where I go. Well, I just I hate the original one. Yeah. I I refuse to like this one. No, there's a there's a bunch of uh, examples of songs that were improved uh, via cover. Yeah, there's a. Uh, uh, but there's, there's some that go the other way. Oh, there's there's more than more than enough to go the other way. <laughs> Most of our intros. Hey, come on now. Oh, I tell you what, I, uh, I really screwed up my back this week. You did. Yeah, I was over at uh, Drew's house and I threw 
60 pounds of spam over his back fence <laughs> in a sack. S- sack of spam? Yeah. <laughs> I just missed him. <laughs> By the way. It's fake news. Because <laughs> you don't weigh 60 pounds. Two, so. two feet to the left, and you would not know how real it was. <laughs> Sam, uh, not, I'm sorry, spam. <laughs> I missed a letter. It's my bad. It's my Sorry, that wasn't my intention. Is that what the cologne is? <laughs> yeah, that's why she smells so good today. <laughs> what have I wrought? You, you smell like salted meat. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. I apologize. That wasn't my intention. Spam has caused grief in my household. Really? I got to tell the story real quick. Okay. Also, also Sam, though. Okay. So, <laughs> true. So, uh... Driving back from Yellowstone, listening to the show from last Friday and the the, the lengthy uh, final hour spam segment, which was spectacular, where we we were we got we got we got loaf loaf mm-hmm. over oh, yeah. here. We got loaf loaf, right? So I told Melinda that I had never eaten spam. Right. Okay. So. About midway through the week, she brought Spam home. Yes. And she, oh. go, she goes, hey, I brought Spam home, so I'm, you're going to try it. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what? I got Spam. For-. I said, I know. I said, no, I can't, I, can't, I can't eat it. I can't eat it yet. And she goes, well, why? I go, because. It's nasty? No, because we're going to do a, a, a Spam segment on Friday's show, and I need to, I need to wait until Friday before I sampled the span for the first uh, time yeah. so I can do it on the air. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday, putting the show together, I asked Drew, hey, we eat spam. And Drew, sadly, Gurr, yeah. says, well, we're not. We're not having spam yeah, on the show the, today. Uh, the, the, spam, the spam segment did not work out. We got spam denied. Yeah, we got denied We got denied our spam segment. <laughs> is, is it because we were anti-spam? No, it was... Did uh, they go back and listen it, to it? It, was, and go? it was just logistical yeah. scheduling. So I could have brought the spam. I... If I would have known that up, I would have prepared a delightful spam spray. I went back to my wife and asked for the spam because I could eat it, to which I was denied. What? I was denied spam because I didn't take it the first time. You were twice denied. I was twice denied spam. Like, no, you cannot have it yet. You said you had to wait. Now you're being punished. Now I'm I'm being punished. If if you get punished. If you get desperate, there's a 60-pound sack of spam in, in my back, yard. In backyard. Well, it's, it's been there for a week, but I think that's okay. No, it, it keeps. Yeah, it's fine. Don't you worry. <laughs> I just want some spam. So I can get it on my own. Musician Kid Rock appeared to confirm his runs out of Breitbart. Uh, for the U.S. Senate in his home state of Michigan yesterday with a fiery Facebook message in which he blasted the media for once again being wrong about his potential candidacy and took a shot at incumbent Senator Debbie Stabenow. Rock had hinted at a potential run on Wednesday with the launch of his campaign website, Kid Rock for Senate, but some media outlets speculated the website was a publicity stunt and the only links on the site were to an online merchandising store and Kid Rock branded apparel run by Warner Brothers, but apparently he yeah. said once again the press is wrong. Yeah, there's, a, you know, the, the, there's not much going on on that website, but the photo, if you haven't seen it, the photo of Kid Rock sitting in the chair with a stuffed deer is just spectacular. <laughs> so you should go to KidRockForSenate.com and look at that. But, yeah, the only links right now are to places where you can buy merchandise. And those links go to, like, a, you know, KidRockForSenate.WarnerBrothers.whatever. Right. 
com, so it's linked to his rep- record label. He wrote. So I can understand why you would think it was just a publicity stunt. It kind of looks like that right now. He said he has 15 days from his announcement to file the paperwork with the FEC. He also said, "I'm not signed to Warner Brothers," which simple fact checking would have revealed. Okay. He, he confirmed his bid to run for Senate and said he would release new music during his campaign for America. That's right. S- similar to how politicians release books during their own campaign. That's awesome for and America. genius. Yeah, for America. <laughs> for America. Yeah, well, we got to get him on the show. What's, what's the one way you you know you 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 know somebody's considering a run? They they come out with a, with a book. Yeah, you know, it's like Al Franken, the giant of the Senate. You know, speculation leading to speculation that he might actually be considering a run. That that's the first thing they do is they they put out a book. Why not put out music? There's a uh, a good time to tell you about my book, The Gift of an Open Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not going to be a available. It's not going to be a record available on Amazon. (laughs) No, it's spoken word. The audiobook. <laughs> Page one. <sighs> Chapter one. <sighs> v- available via four gigabytes or 85 CD set. And funny, the printed one's only like five pages long. Yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, it's really, it's a short, it's like a pamphlet, really. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> There's an article out of the New Yorker that uh, is taking issue with Kid Rock Senate run. Okay, it's lo- I mean, it's, this is I mean this is three pages. It's longer oh than God. your it's longer than your book. <laughs> it says Kid Rock Senate run is a terrifying new normal. Okay, Wednesday afternoon, Kid oh, Rock. Really? Because I'm sure they were really upset when a failed comedian right. The U.S. Senate in Minnesota, the guy that uh, was the biggest misogynist, and his regular gig was to be an adult diaper on uh, on primetime TV. They were fine with that. They were no qualms. New Yorker was a-okay. Well, and that's what they wrapped their article up oh, with. God, ye who took wind out of John Justice's sails. Um, <laughs> Did you see my notes here? No. Now I have to add Gur. All, all it says is Gur. <laughs> At the very end, it says, talking about Kid Rock's run, it seems entirely possible that he will run, right? And it also, they say, it's entirely possible that it's an elaborate album rollout stunt. Yet, we are all paying attention to it. That belligerent, proudly debauched rock star suddenly seems as if he might be a viable candidate for public service. Is a terrifying new normal. To quote his song, Ba with Da Ba, you can look for answers, but that ain't fun. And you, that was the point I was going to make, was I made a list here. I mean, you look at all the celebrities on, completely different, Arnold, we had a representative, Sean Duffy was was on Real TV, World. Real World, Reagan, Jesse, Jesse Clay Aiken, yeah. uh, Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. Political office. list goes on and on right. and on. It's not a disqualifier. No. That's basically the point. And, you know, but just because your your previous uh, Ronald Reagan, your previous life was as an entertainer of some sort, it's clearly not a disqualifier. I was talking to my father about this the other morning, and the, and his first question is, well, "What makes Kid Rock qualified to run for Senate?" It's like you don't. There are no qualifications <laughs> necessary. Literally, just age and citizenship. Yeah, there are no qual. You know, if you if you meet the criteria and you can get enough people to vote for you, guess what? You can You're be in. a senator. Well, and the whole meat of this ridiculous New Yorker article comes down to they spend the the almost the entirety of it comparing 
uh, Kid Rock to Donald Trump. And so, oh, and so yeah. the arc, so it's, so it's, but it's, but Trump, it's yeah. a, oh, here we have another bombastic individual out there who has new, who, who goes against social norms, who's been rude and crude. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's the core of what this nonsense it's actually is. be up to the people of uh, Michigan to decide if they want him to represent them or not. And it's really nobody else's business, but Michigan's. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, look back, look back at, uh, past issues of the New Yorker and find all the articles where they were just hand-wringing and exasperated because Al Franken and all of his rape jokes were running for the right. Senate. And guess what? You ain't going to find any. Right. Of course not. 651-989-5855. Nick Zerowas is in studio. Comedian Brian Miller should be joining us soon for the uh, roundtable. Also, uh, Senate Republicans have unveiled the revised health care bill article out of the uh, the Hill and CNN. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Representative Tom Emmer, get his thoughts on this. Uh, my assumption, Drew, is going to be a massive mixed bag. So we'll see what uh, Representative Emmer has to say next on Justice and Drew.